It's gonna take more than a wish upon a star for the white community to dismantle white supremacy. <laughs> okay, welcome to Mashed Potatoes. Just a couple of white-ass potatoes trying to unlearn some harmful shit. Yeah, girl. <laughs> it's our RPG episode. We've been waiting for this. Um, I feel like we should be should do a quick check-in. How you yeah, doing? Yeah, me too. What's <clears throat> happening? You know, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> Jeez. Gosh, I'm pretty good. It was another tough one, I'd say. Right? Yeah. Yes. God. Yeah. Um, but let's, 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 I don't know. How are you? I mean, you know, I'm, um, desperately sad and depressed about the state of the world. (laughs) For sure. That somehow that hasn't just like changed overnight. I think I'm still struggling with that, but I've had a weird, um, shift for me (laughs) where I'm like, not trying to do the like ignorant white lady, like choose happiness thing, but I'm also trying to like focus on like holding both things where it's like the world is on fire and everything is bullshit also i'm like trying to remember the things that like i have access to right now that are helping me stay like a happy human person <laughs> like totally. a happy like you know what i mean so i think that yeah. i'm i'm definitely still in a major slump but i i'm feeling a little bit like i'm doing a little more I don't know, just stuff that makes me feel a little bit more like whole, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It totally does. Um, yeah, there were a few days there that were basically like, well, I guess I have to open my eyes today and think about what's happening in the world. You couldn't, you know, but then I, and then I just tried to rest like last weekend and we had obviously really good talk and planning session. And right. I love that. That saved me because I feel like, we need to get like, shot down into he- into the depths of hell <laughs> and lose hope sure and dis and just 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 live in despair and you know kind of kind of be like not know what to do but i think that haze is kind of lifting i don't know yeah you i mean we'll obviously we're going to cut back into everything everything rbg but like mm-hmm. ever since she died last week you know it was just a few days of oof like darkness mm-hmm. and i felt it in everyone like everyone we know i don't yeah, know right yeah absolutely it's across the board um but then i really did start seeing you know just just watching like watching aoc's video like watching her talk about not only about better ginsburg but also about like what we can do and how we can't live in this is not a time for cynicism and despair yeah and that was early like i saw that on like friday no saturday i guess and i'm like "Mm, too soon i'm i know i'll get there Mm -hmm. but like i think that's good that we let ourselves i needed at least i needed to let myself really like feel horrible yes um for a, a couple of days and then yes and then start yeah all the all the like videos and you know stuff that stuff that we shared on our 
Instagram and stuff that just we watched and shared throughout the week. I think it it helped. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like it <clears throat> sorry, it also helped to me. Like I know we are nine hours apart, but it's always Boo. I know bullshit <laughs> time zones boo um but i think that it was really helpful that like you know that we can always just text each other and be like today fucking sucks oh my god it helps or like so this much. is garbage i love when you said that you want to do a rest your work day <laughs> like, this week this they needed to go to jail this whole this whole work week i was like jail just <laughs> Stop it. With yeah. The <laughs> yeah. Stop <laughs> making me trying to make me do things. It's annoying. But I feel like it, um, yeah, I think that like what you were describing is so important because like so often we want to be like, I think especially for me as a white lady, right? I'm always like, okay, I can be like upset and have a lot of feelings, but I have to like push through and, mm-hmm. and because like I don't, you know. <clears throat> because I'm privileged in a lot of these ways and, and I need to like, you keep using that. But I think that it's like, um, pushing through that thing can kind of like lead to toxic positivity, right? That term that's like, when you're just like, everything's going to be fine or every, and you're like, no, actually like things can be garbage. It can be terrible. And also sitting with that is a huge piece of like getting to the other side of it. It doesn't always have to feel like that, but I think honoring where you're like where you're genuinely at with some of this stuff is a huge piece of just like being able to have sustainability in some of it. Yeah, totally. You do. You have to accept your different feelings. Of I don't. It just never helps to just and it doesn't help to stay sad and depressed forever. I mean, I'm constantly sad and depressed, but like you know, you have your you have your highs and lows even within there. Right. Right. (laughs) So it doesn't help to stay in the low, low forever. But it really was a couple of days. I was like, "Uh oh, how are we going to get out of this? <laughs> and but generally then, a couple of days, it was like, there's no end. There will be no yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. And you're so right. It did help just talking about it and just like, hot tip. If you, if our listeners don't use the stickers, the sticker packs on WhatsApp, you gotta get into it. Is it oh, only on man. WhatsApp or can you use them on other stuff? I think it's only on WhatsApp. I haven't seen it on anything else. Well, get Oof. on it, people. Honestly, a what lifesaver. a lifesaver. It truly is. There's so many of that like really encompass our experience. <laughs> it's, yes. They look like us. That's a real highlight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Amazing. Yeah, and I totally agree that it just it there's just also so much. There is a pressure too that I feel and it's a good pressure to not stay in those ruts too long like Mm -hmm. in this situation when it really isn't about my feel it's not about me being depressed it's like everyone is but like what are we all supposed to do just like lay down and die you know right but like there's only so long I can sit there and then I'm like okay kind of gotta get back Get back on the horse. That's right. <laughs> Enough of that now. Moving on. Yeah, I just, I just feel like I've, I've felt a little bit of a shift energy-wise around it. I think. Yes, me too. Uh, towards the end. So that's towards nice to think end. about. <laughs> towards the end of the world or the Everything. week or however you want to describe it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this week's hot potatoes, girl. 
it was also a hard week because um, there were developments in Brianna Teller's case, yeah. and um, there was a decision. The decision was made in court. In the it was a grand jury, not to prosecute the the officers involved in killing Brianna Taylor. Only one of the officers was charged at all, and it was um, uh, Brett Officer former Officer Brett Hankins Hankison. He got three counts of wanton endangerment, and that was simply for for firing bullets that went into the apartment next to Brianna Taylor's. Um, there were bullets that went awry and damaged, like, the walls of other apartments, and that was the only charge. So, I mean, can we, how do we, like, summarize what that means? How do we summarize what, like, the implications of that is? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, basically, as we've seen, a few people state, like, the drywall in other people's apartments meant more than Brianna Taylor's life is essentially what that means. I mean, there's, Uh we... They've spent, what was it, 194 days mm. trying to, like, frame Breonna Taylor, uh, like, have her boyfriend be framed as a drug dealer, and then have her ex-boyfriend frame her, mm-hmm. and he that he refused to do. Like, they spent all of this time trying to, like, you know, gear up for some idea of who Breonna Taylor <laughs> was and in some way deserving of being murdered in her sleep. And that yeah. didn't work. And then they straight up were just like, okay, well, just FYI, no charges. And I think that, you know, not that I, I will say, I don't think that um, anyone is surprised. I just think that the no. rage, the rage is real and continues, you know, like, we, yeah. I was just seeing that campaign zero put out some stats that of the 7,666 times that police officers killed people in the U.S. between 2013 and 2019. So let that sink in. Mm. Over 7,600 times people have killed, I'm sorry, officers have killed people in Mm -hmm. six years. And these are people across like all. Yeah, all all people. Yeah, yeah. that 25, so that's 0.3%. Resulted mm-hmm. in a conviction. 74, which is 1% of those, resulted in a charge, but no conviction. And 700, sorry, 7,567, which is 98.7%, resulted in no charges whatsoever. So I think that obviously it doesn't diminish the importance of this particular situation and case and how specifically horrible this situation is especially being shot in bed while you're sleeping and how many Um, times did they shoot like they keep you know and still people keep talking about and not just the cops but like normal people just regular people talking about like the boyfriend shooting first and you're like what the fuck would you do like all you gun people yes you have your right to yes you you hold your you like keep your the right to have a gun you take it so seriously when it comes to you, but then when it's someone else who is just like just protecting himself and his family or, you know, protecting his home because he thought people, what would you have done? You know that you would have thought someone was breaking into your home too. Absolutely. And fired one shot and then what they fire back 30 over 30 times. Like get it together. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly get it together is right so i think that you know for me this is all connected like rbg stuff that like (laughs) it it's all connected to this like bigger issue that like we have to change these systems they like really have to and whatever whatever way that works whether it's defunding or whether it's um reimagining all of what this could mean what police officers could be doing in Mm -hmm. communities or having none of them at all i don't you know there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different thoughts about it but i think that um the point is the same that like we have to be pushing for change whatever that looks like yeah it's not like, oh, you know, poor me, I sent those emails and calls and no one cared. But it's like, no, everybody did. Yeah. Everybody's exactly. fighting for this. <clears throat> and exactly. still nothing. Like, you just don't fucking care. So it's clearly not, they're not going to solve, the police are not going to solve the problem. It's not going to be them no. that's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. obviously, yeah. the police can't police the police. <laughs> they haven't. They have They have yet to do it ever. And they're not yeah. there. I mean, like, it's just not feasible. <laughs> and I feel like that is, I completely agree with you. I feel like it's something about this particular case, too, that, like, I don't know. And I could be just not on the same general page. But to me, it was like, the momentum that was behind this case, the awareness, the notoriety, like the the, mm-hmm. the national conversation surrounding this case still didn't change how cops want to deal with themselves. No. So like if, if, things, if things are this clear, this obvious and clear, mm-hmm. and yeah. the, the conversation is in such a, a specific direction and the grand jury is still like, no, then, then what, then there's not, that's not as many communities of color have always known. They yeah. cannot be policing themselves. Yeah. It's just the most obvious thing. You can start to dismantle from where you are. I just had a thought. Um, I realize we don't have a name for our main part. Yeah. Should we call it the meat and potatoes? Oh, <laughs> my God. That was live, people. That was live. Oh, my Jesus. God. Meat Happy and potatoes. <laughs> oh, my. Meredith? Yes. I cannot. <laughs> yes. So, the meat and potatoes this week. Oh, it's perfect. It rolls off the tongue. For a vegetarian, even, it's Yeah, I perfect. know. I was thinking that. I love the way your so brain works. You like it. It's so good. I'm so, I'm so glad you like it. Um, okay, so I mean, this actually does it. It's it brings us into the meat and potatoes, right? Because like all of, we keep talking about needing systematic change, and guess who you know really yes. made huge strides in changing systems and how. Um, how people are treated in the great United States of America. Oh my God, yes. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we don't want to talk about her solely as a Supreme Court seat because yes. it's kind of like her life is kind of being overshadowed. Her life and legacy are being overshadowed by the implications of her death at this Yes, the sheer panic that that sets in as soon as you hear the news. Yeah, yeah. Which is 100% natural. And if you don't feel like that, like, 
well, learn the news or something. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, we wanted to just really recognize today that, that she lived a full life and she was just amazing as a whole human being, not just in as a Supreme Court justice. And yes. We, it's good to, you know, we, like we said, whether we were saying before, like we need space to be sad and totally about everything about her, you know, in the, in, I know I've not, obviously not the first person to say this, but like all in all, like it's okay that she died. Like the woman deserves, you know, to, yes. to, I don't know, live a full life and then, and yes. then go peacefully. But you know, the fact is that she didn't, I don't know. Exactly. I don't know like about her spiritual stuff, you know, of course, like hopefully she has like, whatever. I don't know how this woman, you know, handled her last moments and everything, but it's like, she knows that there was so much lying on her, resting on her being alive. Um, so it's just, it's heartbreaking in that way too. Oh um, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That she was talking about who should nominate her replacement, like moments before yeah. she passed is so, it's just so much. And I think that like, you know, as she's a Jewish woman and like the more that I'm learning about that, you know, like the, the, a really common phrase is like, may her memory be a blessing. Yeah. And like, I about that this week too. Yeah. And I just feel like what a blessing though. Legit. Yeah. Legit. And I think that yeah. that's where like, I do, um, like you were just very perfectly said, I don't want to fast forward to that, but I, I feel like I want, I need that also. Like I need there yeah. an and like, I'm, I'm very scared and panicky about what happens next. And I want there to be space. Like, it's not that often that you like live at the same time as like a legend yeah, who did so, so much. Cool. Like, researching for this episode I thought I like knew certain things but like she's yeah. incredible there's so many things about her and when you think about the context that she like came to her career in and all of those things like it's amazing and so I yeah. think that like uh, there's just so much I didn't know same and like I I was actively aware in my adulthood that like a lot of my rights depended on her it, because of, like you said, this like crazy system that is, shouldn't just rest on one person's shoulders. But yeah, given that, totally. I just feel like we should talk about some of the boss ass things she did. I know. Think about if like there's actually um, historically accurate history books written and taught in public schools one day. Like yes. if that were to become <laughs> a thing that was real. I don't know yes. what it's like now, but... I heard it's up maybe a little better in some places. But anyway, think about this chapter. We were alive. We were during present. This. I know. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Which it's, also means we're like part of history. We're old. <laughs> wow, that took a turn quick. <laughs> My sure. brain's moving really fast. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But yes, um, I'm excited to get into this. So let's do it let's do it so ruth is that ruth is that a disrespectful to call her ruth <laughs> that's a really good question because like i always find it justice ginsburg sure there you go <laughs> what are you what were you gonna say 
Oh, I just like assuming that we would be like girlfriends if we knew each <laughs> other, too. which is like, is that disrespectful? Cause like I have the most respect for my girlfriends. Exactly. So like, I feel like it's fine, yeah. but also I am generally like disrespectful. If- exactly like that'd be like if i called you dr jarrett <laughs> and then i'd be like why are you calling me doctor i've literally no idea <laughs> i'm like that's close. just my view of you that's how i see you dr <laughs> jarrett no i think you're right i think yeah i think you know ruth yeah ruth would why wouldn't why wouldn't she like us so okay yes. ruth bader Ginsburg was born Joan Ruth Bader on March 4, 15, 1933 um, in Brooklyn into an immigrant family from of Russian and Jewish descent. Um, she ended up going she was just basically badass like obviously you've seen pictures of her she was hot and yeah so she ended up going to cornell getting her bachelor's from cornell going to harvard law then she moved to new york because she got married i guess that's what i read and went to columbia law where she graduated top of her damn class and And then talking about this by the way if she was born in 1933 then we're talking (gasps) what 1953 yeah like 53 to 60 like that's yeah. incredible that's amazing yeah. that she even like any of that stuff is groundbreaking yeah seriously so I think we say that's- that stuff now and we don't really put it into the context of like holy shit how many barriers did she have to like bust through? totally like that was one of my main questions this week was like how did she do this you know yeah. like not that she there's just like there was just so much going against her Yes. I mean, it's already hard. You already can only have one, you know, female judge Ugh. on Supreme Court. Like, okay, so think of it back then. I mean, it's yep. crazy. So, yeah. So then after she graduated top of her class, she taught at Rutgers Law and Columbia Law. Imagine if she was your professor. I would die. I, oh, my I would, God. I mean, but then she, that means she was teaching me, like, art history. So that probably wasn't really... What she was sure I would have to have been a much better student is really the yeah exactly yeah (laughs) I'm like acting like I could go to Columbia Law (laughs) just cash just totally cash yeah um and then she got out of school and she was you know looking for jobs and course and just qualified as fuck and all these Mm -hmm. men that she knew from the law biz were just no help at all just completely turning their backs on her. It's not like she was asking for help, but that's like how people get jobs. Well, that's so, it, that's like, like any networking. career, but especially that one. Yeah, 100%. exactly. They knew she was qualified and just like no help at all. Yes. So basically just like all these men, I'm not even going to like go through their names because like, but, yeah. but they just like denied her and there's just no question. I mean, as you're reading stuff, you see that she was just rejected due to her gender like there's just yeah. no no doubt about it despite yep. graduating I, i'm reading this is from an article we'll share links and stuff sure. but um but you know she graduated top of her class she was on two law reviews uh harvard no yeah harvard and uh columbia law like who even Jeez. you know yes and and having and she had strong recommendations including one from a professor at harvard law and like i mean when it came to it 
Ruth was a Jewish woman, a mother to a toddler, and she just had like three strikes against her from the beginning. That is so crazy. right. So finally, you know, obviously she didn't give up because Dewey, yeah, is Ruth, is our girl Ruth, mm-hmm. and so. Then she had a, I'm not exactly sure their connection, but um, Professor Barbara Babcock helped RBG by lobbying the attorney general at the time to appoint her as a federal judge. Um, Even though this guy was like, oh God, I don't remember his name either. I'm really good at this. But even though he was, he basically thought he could just pick any woman, they'd all kind of be the same. Like just filling a vacancy with a woman was all the same, but Babcock was like, no, 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 and she had her back, she had Ruth's back, because, you know, I also read that even, they weren't friends, they weren't, like, close friends, but that's not why Babcock was helping, was, you know, lobbying for her, it's because she knew she was, she said, I read that she, Babcock said it would be a slap to the face, a slap in the face if they didn't appoint um, Ginsburg, and I just, you know, it was so obvious to everyone that she was so qualified, but still there was all this pushback. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, but Backpack really, so she did end up getting appointed um, as as a federal judge in the early 70s. I love, also I just love that like throughout history, there's never been anyone that can just do it on their own, right? Yeah. And like, yeah. especially when... There's a couple of broads, you know, like actually with one goal in mind. And I just love that part. I love it you too. Know? I love this part about Barbara Babcock because even though I didn't know about her, it, they didn't have to be friends. And any, like anyone, everyone gets, you know, uh, help in some way or the other if they're going to make it all the way Absolutely. to the court. It's everyone, but somehow it, oh, it had to be. Thank God there was, like, another woman looking out, you know? Yes. And they can kind of, like, be like, knock, knock, we're here. Yes. Yes. And just, like, make a change because no one else was going to help. And this just shows, like, two people, two women who did not give up. I was talking about this this week a couple times with a couple friends. Like, you don't get anything unless you make it happen, like, unless you ask for it. And it really helps if someone has your back, but, like, you know, it has to be a person that's on the, the same page as you. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's so crazy because she broke down so many barriers and yet she's like constantly on record talking about how she didn't do it on her own. You know yes, what I mean? exactly. And that's something that I like really super appreciate because I think that when there are people that are like trailblazers, you, you like see them so singularly and then you're yeah. like, well, then I should be able to do so. You know what I mean? Like it like pushes totally. this idea of like um, individualism, which is also very white. Um, yeah. and so it's nice to hear so many times her like talking about all of the people that help her, helped her get to the spot she's at, which is cool. Yeah. Cool. I feel like you never hear anyone in the patriarchy being like, yeah, I got help. Everyone's like, yes. oh, I, was, I have a God-given talent for hard work or whatever. And you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Rich ass white guy sounds incredible. (laughs) The mediocre white man. Exactly. Worked so hard, had no help, no help, just (laughs) merit. Yep, just like it's a real meritocracy for these guys. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I think that that's like the other thing that like um, 
you know, our girl Ruth mm-hmm. did, which is incredible. And also something somehow I did not realize is that mm-hmm. she founded the ACLU's Women's Rights Project in the 70s. As I did not know. Yeah. Like throughout the 70s, which is like not an easy time to be doing that. And like tackled laws that treated women as second class citizens because there were so many. Yeah. And, and still to this day, the Women's Rights Project is focused on employment, criminal justice, violence against women, and education, and specifically yeah. around um, women who are lower income or women of color who face extra barriers to being successful in any of that stuff. And mm-hmm. some of the things that they were able to do in the 70s and and continue to push for, like this whole women's rights project is why maternity leave exists, which I didn't realize. And like, right. I want to be clear, it barely does. Right. We, need, we need to revamp the whole thing. But the fact that there's any of it is because of her. Even, yeah, even the concept. Like those men would never think of bringing that shit up. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding and, and like pregnancy discrimination for so many years, for generations, women would legit just get fired because they got pregnant all mm-hmm. the time. And she, and this project that she founded, like made it illegal for that to happen. Can That's... you imagine living in a world where that just happens and there's no repercussions? Like if you get it from the seventies to now is a split second in history. Yeah. Split second. It is. This was, this just happened. Yes. Truly. It's, yeah. So, and I feel like, you know, they were, they pushed for Reed versus Reed, uh, where the Supreme Court held for the very first time that a classification based on sex was unconstitutional, um, Mm -hmm. which is huge, huge, huge. And also Mm -hmm. happened yesterday, it feels like in terms of history. Mm and pushed for equal employment opportunities and all of that stuff so like that is another piece that she was working on while all of this other stuff was happening and she was pushing for her own career and her own I mean like it was she was in a volunteer position with the ACLU when when she initiated all this wow. stuff which is like excuse me so there's just a lot that she's been involved in some some of her own cases and her own stuff that she pushed for some as a supreme court justice some as this women's rights project that are so foundational in women having any power whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, it's wild. The reason we take this stuff for granted and don't give people credit and don't like thank people before us is because, you know, we don't know. Yes. We're not really taught like all the things that people we're taught about, like stuff that benefits not, us a lot of times you know or like not just us obviously but it's like anyway it's just it's just it's wild to think about how one person could mean so much to so many people just the fact that for example you know she made a ruling that employers can't discriminate against employees based on gender or reproductive choices um she said during her 1993 senate confirmation that the decision whether or not to bear a child is central to a woman's life, to her well-being and dignity. It's a decision she must make for herself. When the government controls that decision for her, she is being treated as less than a full adult human responsible for her own choices. Oh, I mean, how relieving so, to even hear that. So relieving. And it's just so simply put, obviously, not, you know, there's, a, there's still work to be done, but like, just laying all the ground for this was really... 
Absolutely. Incredible. Well, and like the, um, you know, she was very integral. I, I can't remember if it was the, the women's rights project or not, but I know that she was a huge piece of even women being able to have the right to financial independence. Like yeah. prior to 1974, you ha- as a woman, you would have to have a man co-sign if you were like trying to get a loan for a house or a car. You, I don't yeah. think you could even have your own checking account. Like it was yeah. wild times. And so her push for this, not until 1974, again, I just need to re-emphasize that we as women wouldn't have had any kind of access to financial freedom, which obviously has huge implications in terms of, yeah. of any kind of uh, decision-making power. I mean, she was even, I think it was the seventies too, where she had pushed for women to be a part of juries because um, right. it was like seen as optional for women because they'd be like very busy cooking and cleaning. And so it Nin- should be optional. <laughs> yeah. 1979. Um, 79? Juries must include women. Oh. That, her, that rule, that decision was made in 1979. That's, that's, that's yesterday. I'm sorry. That is totally, totally. And like, you have to, you, like, if you're really thinking about what that means, like, imagine women on trial for, whew, I mean, anything, (laughs) but like, but like specifically having this idea of like peers judging you and not having anyone that knows what it's like to live in this female body you know like of course I go straight to like you know if there's an assault charge based because of retaliation you know like a sexual assault case where a woman like stands up for herself and and whatever I don't know why I'm going down that road but it just no but I know what you mean because then you have all these cowardly men in the jury being like oh she's a bad woman yes like she murdered when like like they totally disregarding you know her being raped or something and yes or just like self-defense in general because I mean women were still owned practically owned by and defined by their either I guess their husbands or their father like what did single women do they just couldn't do anything right it's crazy when people think that you know marriage is like like women always want to get married just because oh it's our dream it's this and that no women are taught that that's the only way to survive and for a while until a few decades ago it was the only way for women to survive yes so yes I mean fuck off (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good summary of that. I like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. She also uh like pushed for state funded schools admitting women, like colleges. Like that wasn't right. even a thing before she came on so the does- scene. Oh, that's just another another instance where um yeah, education for women wasn't valued. It's only been valued yeah. since and in, even still in the 70s, it's not like, you know, people, everyone was suddenly like, oh, of course, come in, you're equal. Right, like, right. no, we still are in school being, I mean, we're not in school, thank God, but like, we're, you know, you're still in school just constantly trying to find your place as a woman. Absolutely. And like, how to speak up in class and be heard. And, and taken seriously. Know, and yeah. like, not, and yeah, exactly. This is legit about just getting your foot in the door then yeah 
there's all of those pieces of like actually feeling like you can succeed, finding a mentor that can help you through it find you know, like all of these things that women have to face regardless. But she was like, so good at identifying very concrete barriers and being like, no, none of that. That's yeah. illegal. Which That's cool. illegal. Like we were saying before, the emphasis on equal rights between genders was shown in a couple, a couple cases and a couple rulings that she had, like men being entitled to the same caregiving and social security rights as women. If, if women and men are considered equal and we have men and women serving in the military, right? Yeah. That partners should be getting the same amount um, of rights and benefits regardless of the gender of their partners. Yes. It just makes sense both ways. And like, it, once yes. again, you know, everybody wins just simply. Yeah. So, so people get treated. So people get treated equally. I'm going to stop talking. I can't do this. Yeah, no, that's perfect. That's perfect. I think we'll find out Totally. It's because I was mixing, I was like mixing things together. Okay, well, it gets really confusing somehow, but anyway, yes. Yeah. And I think that, you know, obviously, so she's the second female to be appointed to the Supreme court very first Jewish person, Bill Clinton nominated her, um, in, was it 1993? I think. Yeah, I think so. And so, um, you know, obviously her presence on the court, like we don't even know how influential she was to everyone else and mentoring other women who are on the court and like all of the pieces that we, can kind of fill in the blanks about but also just mm -hmm. generally i mean she i her her having that spot her presence on the court preserved like my right to get married to my wife mm -hmm. you know like she was a huge piece in that when this was you know not that whatever five years ago or something and yeah like and i think you know i really love this quote i found um from Imani Rupert Gordon. So she's the executive director of the National Center for Lesbian Rights. And um, she was just talking about how the impact that Ginsburg had, it's like, it spans far, it's so much bigger than just the right to, for, to get married for uh, gay couples. So Imani Rupert Gordon says, she really was responsible for helping us expand the concept of gender discrimination. It's those same types of principles that led to the intellectual foundation that would extend discrimination protections to other considerations like gender identity and sexual orientation, which is important in general, but especially important to LGBTQ people. So I think, you know, when you're looking at these major decisions and how they are building blocks to bigger decisions, like- yeah talking about equality for all genders definitely includes transgender people definitely includes like how we how we see gender as a whole and making sure that no matter what your gender identity is that you're getting um access to all of the same rights and so mm -hmm. she was a major champion for that which is huge you know and i mean yeah whew, the her presence too like just in terms of preserving a woman's right to choose like that's obviously um i'm as we're choosing to just talk about her memory and not what yeah. we're side of i just am like so thankful that she was there yeah. god how what it wasn't that what was it 2016 or something when it came back up and mm -hmm. um you know i just all of i want i'm choosing right now to be like really thankful 
that yeah. I could breathe easier knowing she was there at the time. You know, so much was lying on this one person and not just, not just now, not that, not just when she, mm -hmm. when she died last week, like for, for decades. Yep. So much was yep. on her shoulders. And I, that's, I got to admit something I really never thought about. Yeah. Much until, yeah. until now, until you see it like, again, and that's on me, like, until I see it, you know, the chance of it slipping away. Yep. Our rights are, in, are have been in such a fragile state forever. Yes. So, so it's amazing what she was able to do. Absolutely. And there should never be, I mean, I think that should is maybe not the right word, but I had always at least been taught in my white ass education and whatever that like we have all of these systems in place to protect people and <clears throat> that our rights, you know, that there's like all of these systems um, and checks and balances and whatever else. And then it comes down to it and you're like, oh shit, like how dare our country get to a position where there's that much pressure on one person? Like how I mean, dare we how dare happen? And I think you're right. It's like <clears throat> so much is taken for granted and I mean, I, I do think that RBG was well-respected and like, mm -hmm. like people were aware that she was an icon, but I just don't think mm -hmm. that I, I for sure didn't know how much I owed to her personally, you know? Yeah. I think that for my piece in all of this, like, you know, thinking about like where you take all of this knowledge and respect for this person and you're like, <clears throat> how can I emulate any of that? You know what I mean? And I mm -hmm. feel like it, obviously I'm not going to be sitting on any Supreme Court anytime soon. Imagine. <laughs> Why? Oh my God. Imagine. Anyway. Um, I can. No, I was just thinking about like, oof. go to law school, Ashley. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just like, it's so easy to go to Columbia for law. It's fine. Um, I'm sure I would be a oh, stellar student, but anyway, I just feel like you know, but I do want to be Babcock about it. I do want to be like, yeah. and like aware of women who are like doing it. And, um, we love it. and like how to support specifically women and trans people who are in the mix, making moves happen in ways that I know that are not my like strength. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that like, when you're thinking about her memory being a blessing, like I think about, how I can like be pushing for all of these things too. Do you know what I mean? Like not to sound so yeah. crazy, but I just feel like I can't just like let other people do this work and be like, I'm sure someone's taking care of it. Because, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how we got to this place. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Because we see time after time <laughs> that it's actually not just being taken care of. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it was really fun, wasn't it? It was just like exciting to look into this this yes. incredible woman's life, this incredible person's life, and just um, you know, it did kind of get me a little bit pumped up, you know, seeing her yeah. journey. And and you know, I love that Ashley. Let's um, let's uh, let's start something. Be a Babcock. Be a Babcock. <laughs> Anyway, I just, it just feels good to support yeah. each other. And and I, I love yeah. this story. Oh, 100%. And I think that, like, the world is better when women are able 
to do whatever there makes them happy and whatever they feel like is like a powerful space for them and so like that although we might not be on the supreme court i think that like us supporting each other to like do what makes us happy and is revolutionary is important is like yeah a small sliver of what we need which is like broads doing whatever the hell they want yes Ugh, seeing women supporting women i know it's like women for women but like i fucking love women yes, okay? yes. i mean and i am I mean, I'm not ashamed to say it. Men suck. <laughs> <laughs> Should I cut that? <laughs> Why? <laughs> ah. So, guess what? What? It's time for our new segment. Oh my god. So, um this is an idea that came from a listener. Sarah, you yes. know who you are. A very special sister oh, she, listener. Yeah, she's so good. I miss her. Um, I know. But she was bringing up that, like, she would like to hear ideas about, like, what to actually, like, say in situations or do in situations, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. To, like, how to bring exactly. some of this, like, into real life. Yeah, exactly. So when, you know, she's talking about the, the infographics and stuff that are circulating that are really cool and they tell you, like, you know, ways to respond to people saying racist shit and all that. Um, but it's just like a lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we thought, um, well, we thought now I'm going to take her idea because yeah. that's what I do. <laughs> everything about I am, a mediocre I white guy. From, yeah, exactly. I, every, my siblings already know everything I, I <laughs> do is based on them anyway. Um, so, so yeah, we thought that in every episode we could have a related, like, what do we say to people in our lives? And these people are called our home fries. So this segment is called home fries and it's about what we say, what we say in certain situations, like a way to speak non-combatively, you know, like calmly, we can't like fuel the fire uh, mm -hmm. I find it hard sometimes I don't know about you Ashley mm -hmm. you just want to like go off on people oh yeah and also it's so you don't want to you don't want to um, you'll lose you just lose people if you if you you know you turn into like that crazy leftist <laughs> like going wild can't control herself you know and also I mean, I don't think that's true. I think there are times to go off, but Agreed. not all the time. Yes. Um, strategically. Also, yes, exactly. Strategically go, strategically rip people's heads off. Um, but, but yeah, sometimes it's also just hard to, as we always talk about, it's just hard to remember, like know what to say and like concise ways to say stuff mm -hmm. um, that could get a, get a point across. So that's what this segment will cover. And so this week we'll talk about, you know, what do we say to people in our lives or, you know, that we encounter in general? Um, what do we say to people critiquing Ruth Bader Ginsburg's career and legacy? And to that, I say <clears throat> that we can recognize people's faults and mistakes as well as admire what they did accomplish and whether or not they've evolved over time, which I think if you look up her history, you know, she has evolved over time and absolutely, um, you know, um, I mean, also, you can also add, if you feel so inclined, 
um, that women are really expected to be perfect when men get away with being awful in the yes. exact same positions. Yes. So I, yes. Yeah. I think that it's, I think it's a huge piece to, to acknowledge that when there are one or two women, when there are one or two black people, when there are what that everyone wants mm-hmm. to like highly, highly criticize that one person who does not fit the straight white dude profile and they, yeah. they receive criticism tenfold i'm being generous probably mm-hmm. but, um or minimizing i should say but they receive critiques like at a crazy level compared to what other people what other white guys are held the standard that white guys are held up to so i think that's mm-hmm. a huge 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 important piece of that is to bring context into what the concern is or what the critique is you know what i mean yeah yeah, I, I think agree. it's important to to recognize that critiques are real, and especially when they're coming from yes. you know people of color, women yes. of color. That it's not basically like I don't think white people should be criticizing her, but I don't know how to say. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, girl, and that's our first home fries. Hey, oh my god, fun. fun. Stay tuned for more. Yeah, we believe humanity can come true with. Unlearning and action, we can see this through. Which leads us to this week's Off the Couch Potatoes. Yeah, baby. Let's Let's get get active. (laughs) Let's get active is right. Let's get physical. (laughs) Let's go. specifically like let's not get that physical because of coronavirus let's like specifically stay at home and do these things just nice now that we i mean have given some space to being sad about rbg let's go into the panic (laughs) yeah jk JK, kind of but i think that like obviously her vacancy is really scary there's been some i think that trump already nominated i'm not even mentioning her actual name but yeah woman and it's you know at this point there'll be six out of our nine justices appointed by two presidents that did not win the popular vote thank you racist origins of electoral college we can get into that um but it's super scary and so one of the things that i'm trying to remember is that there is history of the supreme court changing things was like in the 1800s but we can be you know in terms of like trying to not fall prey to minority rule, I think that there's definitely some room for things to change, but it can't if we don't kick Trump out and um, elect people. And God, please, dear God in heaven, let us win the Senate. So we have to win the Senate. Have to, have to. We, I mean, there's so much resting on this. I didn't know that you could change the number of, of Supreme Court justices on the Supreme Court. Yes. I didn't know you could expand that number. So I don't know. I know yes. we talked about how they've changed the Supreme Court. <laughs> yes. Sour cream court. Sour cream but court. that's where mm-hmm. I think it's really important beyond just like voting presidential elections, voting for president is like that. There's so much more happening and we there's, actually do have a chance to make a big impact and, um, save some shit save some lives actually exactly exactly so not only are we writing for biden but we're also making this trying to flip that damn senate my thought is my hope is that like 
if we are really turning out and we are voting these people in and we actually switch some things so that we have some power to change, yeah. that's when I hope, because I feel like, well, we don't have to get into all of this, but I feel <laughs> like part of what was frustrating in the Obama administration is that Republicans had Congress and so nothing yeah. happened and nothing could. And um, then it is about like being strategic and doing all, like deciding when to say something, when not. And that's always disappointing constantly. Yeah. And I think that if we change the Senate and we can actually like make some moves, then we could, then we get to push our elective officials to be more left. We get to push them to do more things, to be more outspoken. Um, and yeah. you know, I think regardless, I'm riding for Biden. Let's get this happening. I'm yeah. like, let's just make it, let's make it happen is what I'm saying. And then we can be, then we can critique the shit out of people that are that have won our vote and we need them to work for us. That's the whole point. Yeah, so, exactly. So for this week's off the couch potatoes, we are highlighting swing left's immediate impact fund. So yes. it's really cool because you go and we'll have the link and all of that in all of our business, but you give whatever money that you can, and then they pick the most effective place to send your dollars. So this is like based on competitive seats, strategic wins, all of that. So they do all of the homework for you and you give a certain mm -hmm. amount and then they split it. So like today I donated and they split my chump change into like 13 <laughs> different uh, races. So it's like, so really cool. just like what? it's so cool. So that's perfect because there's so many places to, you know, you're, <coughs> there's so many individual campaigns. Yes. But it's hard. It's not hard. It, it is kind of hard to keep track. And you're like, well, do I donate to all of them? Do right. I, what do I, what do I, what do I right. do? This does it for you. That's exactly. so cool. And I think like for me, um, living in like liberal bubble states all the time, like mm -hmm. it is hard for me to keep up with like what states mean what and how they're weighted and all of that stuff. Yeah. So I think that like having someone do that work for you is incredible. I mean, they, so um, also Act Blue, which is like, who kind of does all of this has gotten as of seven days ago. So obviously much more than this, but hmm. by seven days ago had raised a hundred million dollars since RBG's passing. So like, yeah, like people are motivated. It's exciting. And also just because they've raised that much money does not mean you shouldn't try to squeeze out some dollars. We yeah, need like all exactly. hands on deck. Um, yeah. So uh, it, it, we like, Anyway, there's momentum and it's, uh, let's join it and let's do it. You know what I mean? So That's um, amazing, yeah. that Amen. is one thing. And of course, send your receipts, share it on social media, do all of that and send it to us. And obviously we have some very highly sought after prizes for you. And, get get. <laughs> and if you can't donate, which I a hundred percent get, mm -hmm. uh, let's phone bank. Hey, I yeah. I was telling Meredith before we got on that I signed up for a shift today from four to six and I am nervous as hell because <sighs> I really hate it and I've done it before. Yeah. So I have some awareness of it, but I'm doing it from four to six today. Swing left has, um, shifts that you can volunteer for. I'll obviously let everybody know how it goes on our next Please. Uh, oh, that's inspiring. I need to look at, can, do they have shifts? Can you, can you sign up? Is like an ongoing thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Oof, okay. So I got up, I got um, a text because I think I signed up for like whatever text updates and they asked if I could do it Saturday and I couldn't. And I was like, what about this? And then they sent me the link and there's like a bunch of different shifts that you could take. Okay. Um, I am very terrified, but I think that what I try to remember is like everything that is up for grabs that yeah. you know, DACA, Roe v. Wade, the ACA, climate change, <laughs> any kind of Green New Deal options, trans rights, queer rights, women's rights that we just talked about, like all of these things are on yeah. the line. And I try to remember that, like, I think we talked about it last time that, uh, and I finally remembered that the author is Rebecca Solnit, I think, oh, um, yeah. who says like the only um, antithesis to despair or is to like action is to be doing yeah. action. So yeah. I'm trying and to this, remember that. Totally. Well, I think it's really good. And I'm, and, and yes, I'm going to, God, it's really hard to say. I'm going to do a shift too. Oh my God. I got a heart attack just saying that. Meredith, you can, oh, oh my God, let's do it. I wonder if we could do the, if there's any way that we could do the same. Shift. That would be amazing. Because we could check in before then we could check in after. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Let's do it together. Cause I am only, honestly. Only if, yeah. Only if you survive today, the first yeah. time. So if you I'll make let it you know. today. Yeah. If yeah. you end up surviving, I'll let you know. And then maybe we can come up with some strategies to make it suck a little less. But yes. I mean, phone banking is still one of the more um, important ways that we can volunteer. And obviously I'm not trying to knock on doors. So yeah. Right. Which I you have know. done in the past when coronavirus did not exist. And yeah. It, it's doable but you know right <laughs> anyway Woo, that's a lot so that's our uh, off the couch potatoes and yes. um god i don't know about you girl but i feel like it's tater tot time am i right i'm ready for tater tot time mashed potatoes so, so th this is really related oh. <laughs> when we were talking about this episode we were like god this is some heavy shit there's a lot to talk about it's like fact on fact on fact yeah Why don't we go into a hilarious story at least to us hilarious <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything and honestly no consequences of anything no consequences no. just a couple just a mysterious spilling of the frogs. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the year is what? 2008? Yeah. Yeah. Winter 2008. Like early, early 2008. I'll yes. say. Early 2008. And we lived together in East Boston. Best year of my life. <laughs> it wasn't even a full year. I know. It was. Ten, eight months, 10 months? No, 10 months at least. 10, 11 months or something. I think it was close to a year. And Maybe it was exactly a year, yeah. Probably. Uh, classic us. And uh, <laughs> we weren't bedmates at the time, but we were roommates. We were roommates, and we we lived in East Boston, just like, I loved living in East Boston. Oh my God. We had um, the, best. The, best, the best times. I had already lived in Boston for a while, and then Ashley moved out. Can you believe? No. I just am so happy that happened. I know. I loved it so much. And I remember being like, um, I need to get out of this West Coast bullshit. And I'm just going to try yeah. it. And I got into grad school. And then I got there and was like, I'm going to take a year off and just see. Yes. And it was, and it was the best. 
Oh my God. Can you imagine if you would have had been studying that whole oh, time? Garbage. Like, ew, we wouldn't have any time for fun. Oh, it'd be garbage. Yeah. It would so, be garbage. East Boston is the best neighborhood I've decided. So yeah, it's fine. so close. Like our stop was one, no, two, I forget, one or two stops away from downtown mm-hmm. Boston. Um, and so obviously it was like, um, uh, anyway, it was like cheaper to live there, but it's amazing. It's not, it's, it's probably different now. I feel like, you know, gentrification, right, but right. like, but, um, anyway, it just was like the best place to live. We had oh the, we had a, yeah. So we, one night, <laughs> um, I wonder if we were like, I guess back in the day, we just would go out for no reason, huh? Yeah, back in the day, yeah, we would so no one had to like pull us out of our homes at the time. <laughs> Let's go drink and dance is what we all, were doing at the time. All night long. Like as long as we could. Like as long that's as we could crazy. until we were like, okay, enough. Remember how much we I we were so cute. We were always going out, like going to bars and then like getting um Stella Artois remember yes, and um, yes. and then so and we'd be like oh my god we're, we we would drink or Sam Adams oh my god yes. um and then remember when we went on our like M still light um <laughs> era oh my god we had so many faces I oh. know right oh my god. so yes so we would actually go out a lot and then like, and I love how like we never needed anyone else. Like we did, we, we, re- oh. we mostly just hung out together. It was so fun. Yeah. Um, Still but this was. night, our other roommate came out with us. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot that part. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> how did you forget? That's so funny. Yeah. Our other roommate came out with us and she was not as charmed by us as we were charmed by us. No, we were, we got wasted. Like we started, I don't even remember where we started, but then we ended up at, um, at that, at like a club. It was a club that your friend worked at. I remember like Mm -hmm. leaving, um, without paying. I don't even remember drinking there really, but like by the time we got there, um, our roommate, our other roommate had, um, lost her card remember her like card got stuck in the atm or something yeah. or she left it yeah and so we were like taking cabs here and there like who were we anyway oh that was when i was rich that's when i worked at that starbucks and i got major tips <laughs> yeah. and so i was like i got this let's go so we're like get in the cab <laughs> and so we went to a couple bars couple clubs i remember leaving that last club and like my <laughs> my life <laughs> wouldn't hold me up (laughs) no honestly looking back as a grown woman I'm like we were not being safe (laughs) I was was like not able to go downstairs and then I was like blame my legs are so weak that's what you're like I don't know what's going on with my legs and I'm like you're drunk we are fucking wasted So we finally, so our roommate had left, God, hours before, and we are finally leaving. We get a cab. And wait, remember how, wait, 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 remember how she, she ghosted us, but then she told us to check the timestamp and remember yes. she saw your texting shit about her. <laughs> yeah, I remember because I'm like, I think I, te- I don't know who I texted, but I was like, oh, she's being <laughs> I'm such an asshole. 
I was like, ugh, she's being so lame. And then later she tells me that she saw me text that. And I'm like, I was wasted. I'm sorry. I don't have anything to say about it. But we're mean. We're mean. Also, it's, it's like so very reasonable for her to want to leave. Like, look. I know. I know, right? But it was like, I mean, that wasn't the only thing. I Obviously. mean, please. Yeah um sorry 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 so we finally yeah so she had left she, she was long gone yeah and I remember we had to take a cab because we had to remember how like cabs we didn't want to take you to east boston oh my god that's what i was gonna say as soon yeah. as you hop in a cab in boston it doesn't matter if you're at so if you it doesn't matter but <laughs> they hate hearing that you want to go to east boston they will like the worst cab drivers will literally try to talk you out of where you live. Like you'll yeah. be like, "I'm going to East Boston." They're like, "Eh, I mean, do you have to go to East Boston? You could go here instead." And you're like, "No, <laughs> you would just house. stay downtown." Exactly. I don't because there's like a toll and it's like a pain in the ass. There's it's like only the toll because they'll drive so much further. They're like, "We'll take you to Brookline. We'll take you Cleveland Circle. We'll take you here. We'll take you there." But like those places are further than east boston it's just that the tunnel has a has a toll but yes. like they add the toll fee so you pay for the toll as the drive right. as the as the rider so it's so confusing so anyway we got into the cab the guy was cranky you we were both very drunk but i for some reason was like a little bit more with it i think <laughs> yeah. i mean barely to be clear barely and we were almost home or we were like getting close and he pulls over and I'm like, oh God, this is how we die. Of course, because I'm naturally a positive person. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, he's going to kill us now. And so he stops on the side of the road and I'm like, what is happening? And he gets out and I'm like, oh God. And he comes around and I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, what do I do? And I'm like remembering all of the self-defense <laughs> classes that I specifically just fucked around in and I have no idea like what I would actually do to like pretend like you're on my side like he's coming on your side yeah he's so coming I, around I, to my side scoot over like what is that gonna do I scoot over to you because I'm gonna like, yeah, like protecting over you I don't know what <laughs> so I scoot to the middle and he opens the door and as soon as he opens the door you <laughs> bend out of the cab and start barfing just immediately immediately and this so i quickly change my analysis and assume that he's like an angel sent from heaven I'm magical like, back out of the cab and i'm like how did you know that how, how did you know magical i was like oh, how did he like i can't even and now looking back you must have been making some gnarly ass faces i must have looked horrible i must have looked like can you imagine being that driver looking back in your rearview mirror and being like this bitch is gonna puke in my fucking cab i have to pay for this shit i already had her drive to east boston <laughs> and now this little hoe is just gonna barf in my cab no but he was so calm he didn't even say anything right he because no, we were because like you know after you puke you're and then you're like a little bit more with it and we we're just like, how did he know? We like, <laughs> we just, I, we like were so just, magic. yeah. Oh, magic angel. Just like you said, angel sent from heaven oh and God. he didn't even get mad. We were so close to home by then <laughs> that we like made it fine. Still I don't know how just we got like, up those stairs. 
Because we were oh on the my third God, yes. floor of this rickety-ass house. And we rickety only had rickety-ass stairs to get up. <laughs> Wood-ass <laughs> wood stairs, like, on this, yeah, this, like, balcony. We had to walk up everyone's, like, porches. Yes. To the top floor. I don't have any, obviously, any recollection of getting up those stairs. No, truly. Oh. And I, and when we, our roommate, said roommate who left early, also had a wild amount of animals in our apartment a lot a lot really took over the whole place more all the time and yeah exactly and um (laughs) she had a frog display in the kitchen and (laughs) i i mean it was like a frog tank on like a little pony wall so it's like not even like a tape it wasn't like secure on a table it was like Mm. Anyway, we got home. She was awake, right? I don't remember. What did we do when we got home? I feel like we got home and made food. (laughs) I feel like I remember making food. We probably and made she, like Totino's, like, we probably made a pizza roll or something. Exactly, exactly. And she came out and we were like kind of laughing about everything, but she was like very mad. And <laughs> as usual. We're for sure not being quiet. No, for like, sure not being quiet. And when we went to bed, were we, did we go to the same bed or not? I can't remember. Probably. But we went to bed and th- like <laughs> an hour later, I hear this like gnarly ass crash. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? And I get to the living room, and it's the goddamn frog aquarium. Everywhere. Everywhere. And was I, I was, sleeping, or was I awake when that happened? God, I can't remember now. I remember, like, freaking out about it, and also- We must have been- we must have gone to sleep in the same bedroom, because yeah. I remember both of us being like, what the fuck? Because- we, yeah. we did not touch that thing and there was no way no. we could prove it. <laughs> I know. We were like, she's going to think it was us. Exactly. Exactly. She's got, she already accused us of like not checking our timestamp so we didn't know. <laughs> she told us she said bye. Now she's going to think we flipped over her fucking frog. Exactly. Okay. Oh, oh my, my God, God. It was a nightmare. So um, I don't how remember did, how that resolved actually. Me neither. Did we like, I don't even. We I, picked it up. Yeah. We picked up the tank and we were like, hope there's a frog in there still. Yeah. And then I think that we left before we left in the morning because we had oh an we had an appointment in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> this I is such an early twenties. Yeah, we had to set our alarms, wake up what, maybe three hours later, four hours later. Yeah. Uh still drunk. Definitely still drunk. We had definitely we had um side by side hair appointments at the same hair place <laughs> because of course we did and we had for some reason their only opening was like crazy early in the morning oh my god and we so got early. up and the tea was not working yeah they were they were always doing construction so we had to get off we had to take the the the, the tea like one stop then we had to get off and take a fucking bus like the remember the green line extension like what even the fuck was that had to take get on a bus and it's supposed to go (laughs) to um like government center so we're like okay and it's so close lid like on this on the t it's one stop it's one stop mind you on the bus we had to give ourselves like an extra hour so we're like behind we're way late still drunk like and then we like pat and the bus obviously it doesn't stop where you want it to stop because it has different stops. But 
we reach up. We're like, that's where we want to get off. We're like going further and further away from the hair place. So we're like, that's where we want to get off. So we reach up and push the yellow tape and it's all stop requested like, so, so loud, loud. <laughs> and like you couldn't request any stops because there's no only one stop like there's only so the everyone end is stop like, who brought the newbies <laughs> and we were like honestly don't fuck with us right now we're wasted my favorite thing about hitting stop requested when number one there is no stop requested is that it happens, and then you have to sit around a bunch of people who saw you do that while you pass the, st- the <laughs> while you pass on. the stop that you want, and it says stop requested forever. <laughs> and it's just like you sit with it. You have to sit with your poor life choices in that moment and be like, "Yeah, I didn't read the instructions, and I'm not." a hundred percent available cognitively (laughs) and everyone just saw me do that hello here i am oh my god yeah so somehow we made it somehow we made it to the to the hair place i don't know how honestly yeah we had to like run because we had to run like the bus went so far past we had to like get there we're late probably oh yeah and do you remember like sitting there and do you remember like not you remember that turning the point from drunk oh, to hungover i've never in my life i don't even think since then have been so present for the process <laughs> of going from drunk to hungover like Mm-mm. i've never been you usually obviously wake up hungover but yeah you sitting and getting your hair done is so boring on a good day that yeah. you're like aware and you're like looking at yourself in the mirror too much you're just like aware of things but to be sitting there when you become hungover is a special oh kind of torture. God. Oh my god. It was so and bad. So we like and we were there forever. I can't remember. Forever. Why. Like hours. I remember it was so expensive. It was so expensive. But I was I was like, thank you so much. Cause I had like done a bad dye job, of course. Like it was really bad. It, it was like a, almost a bleach. It was like a light, 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 light blonde. There's probably bleach in it even. So, but it was like all spotty all over my head. It was a breakup thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> like, so we walk in drunk. We leave hungover. Spent way too much money, and we're broke, obviously. <clears throat> and we're like, we have to eat. Oh my, we're, we're starving. Like, if we don't eat, we may die. It is we dire straits out here in these streets yes and we find we just like walk into some stupid ass bar and grill that we ran into yeah like had nachos. never even we'll take those nachos remember huge like an awkward time then because it was like it was like early afternoon so everywhere was dead but we were yeah like, yeah, I feel like we were at this at the hair place from like 10, 30, 10 or eleven till like two or three, like so long, and so then everywhere long. was dead. The only place was bars, and we're like, Bleh, like oh god, oh, like couldn't look at beer, couldn't look at anything. Nope. And so this huge play of nachos comes out to us, and what what couldn't we do when it got to us? <laughs> Eat a damn bite. Did we it was even so bad? eat any i like, don't i think we tried i probably nibbled on one tortilla chip and was oh. like i cannot 
We just sat there. Nachos right now makes me sick, actually. Yeah, we just <laughs> sat there, and we we sat there, and we were like, "What do we do now?" And I think we were even still talking. We were recapping the night. I loved that though, because even though we were so hungover, it was so fun because we were like <laughs> recapping the night, and then we were like, "Oh, I think we were still worried about." the frogs and like what we were gonna say when we got home or if she was gonna accuse us when we got home and um yeah I don't I actually I don't know how we made it honestly I'll be real with you I don't know how we made it and we specifically chose not to learn any lesson from it (laughs) (laughs) because that's like one weekend of many that were (laughs) It was just a lot happening. And also, I don't know if it's my stage in life or what, but I was like, God, all this stuff is happening to me. Yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. even like, maybe I could make some different choices. I was just like, whew. No, let's oh. do it again next weekend. Yeah, might as well. Oh, I can't believe it. Honestly, we, we're better for it. I think so. We have that. We'll always have stop requesting. <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. That always saved me. Oh my god, I love that story. Um, I, I hope you guys liked it too. <laughs> I know. Um, so okay, don't forget to send us your questions, comments, topics you want us to talk about to our email or our Instagram. Yeah, girl. Um, and keep sharing, sending, and sharing your receipts from volunteering, donating, getting involved. Phone banking, make a little video doing your little phone calls. Is that <laughs> yeah. private? I don't um, know. We'll see. And yeah, so share, so share everything you do with us. And our highly sought after prizes could be yours. So you can find us on Instagram at mashed potatoes pod or email us at mashed potatoes pod at gmail.com. That is M-A-S-H potatoes pod at gmail. that's right next episode we will be talking about voting and doing all that it'll be october um it's about a month a little month a little month away we got to get to action we got to get going people that's right that's right coming (laughs) so on that note later taters Mashed potatoes are here to see you through. Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Unlearning. Unraveling. Dismantling. Action now.